Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm the founder, Ben Smith, and we are excited to bring to you the second part of our interview with world-renowned sports psychologist from Duke, Dr. Gregory Dale. Dr. Dale works with Duke's athletic teams to increase their performance and teaches sports psychology, sports ethics, and runs their leadership development program. He brings a lot of great insight into how Duke develops leaders within their sports programs. And so without further ado, here is Luke Poulos and Dr. Gregory Dale. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. team captains, what are some things that you guys go over or review? Is it the same kind of setup every month or is it a, um, you know, does it change throughout the season different between the off season and in season? Yeah. Well, cause we, you know, we have um, kids from all the different teams. So some kids are in their quote off season, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of a joke now that, yeah, exactly. but, <laughs> but um, so, you know, we take them through there's, and you know, we have some great resources here. So I have our coaches will come and spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, um, uh, one of our assistant coaches, her name is Carla Overbeck and she was a captain on the, uh, Olympic women's soccer team, um, and a captain at university of North Carolina. And she was at, UNC for four years, and they never lost a game in four years. Yeah. Won four national championships, and has a gold and a silver medal in the women's uh, Olympic soccer team. And she was featured in a in a book about captains and the, the the top ten captains of of all time in different sports. And she's a resource right here on campus, so I'm absolutely going to utilize her. She, as a matter of fact, she's going to speak to the kids next week and. Um, and just really kind of challenged them. She was incredible in her uh, servant leadership, known for that. And that's a theme, obviously, that we focus on. And mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, so I try to use different resources um, as well as just me doing mm-hmm. that. Um, really, again, as I said, focusing on servant leadership, where, you know, that's a big thing for us. And, really trying to help these, uh, these guys think about that. Um, we talk a lot about balancing accountability and empathy and mm. that some leaders are great with accountability and they hold everybody accountable and they're demanding, but they, they lack empathy. And, mm. uh, you know, we all have a story. Everyone has a story and really trying to help them understand that your teammates have a lot going on and uh, that you have to be aware of that. And um, that uh, also some people are so empathetic uh, and they struggle holding their teammates accountable yep. that they get taken advantage of. So yeah. it's, it's a real balancing act. And so we, 
you know, we, we, we spend a good bit of time on that and the art of being able to do that and recognizing, uh, you know, the self-awareness piece again of what, what you're, which one of those do you tend to, to lean towards and how can yeah. you develop your skills in those other areas? And then there's a book out by Donna Hicks, uh, it's called leading with dignity and, um, spend a, I really like what she talks about and her research and that, um, that, you know, not everyone deserves our respect. Respect is something that has to be earned, but, uh, everyone deserves to be treated with dignity. And so how right. do you treat, how do you treat your teammates with dignity, um, who you no longer respect or you right. are struggling respecting? And so how do you, how do you do that? Um, and so we, we spent some time on that as well. That that's really interesting. I, I really like the balance. Um, the, the keywords accountability and empathy. I love the, 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 the play there. And I think that's something you see all too often people leaning one way or the other too much. And, and that second piece, um, definitely have to check that book out leading with dignity. Um, that that's definitely something I think almost every athlete will come across. It was something I struggled with, um, in high school, primarily, uh, like you said, people that you don't necessarily respect or mm-hmm. have made some decisions that have really harmed the team, uh, right. or, or have done right. something to you personally. And how do you get over that as a leader and still right. treat them the same way you treat all your teammates? Because otherwise you're just going to create some sort of internal conflict that's going to be a distraction or, or take focus away from, from the bigger picture or what you're trying to accomplish as a team. So that's right. That's and it gets good. back, it also gets back to the, the culture piece that, mm-hmm. you know, um, like the language and the, uh, the stuff that you guys use in the locker room, mm-hmm. um, are you treating everybody with dignity? Right. And are you, um, willing to, to stand up, and say that's not acceptable or that we don't do that here or um you know that's just not how we treat people so uh yeah it's it's a challenge yeah and exactly and it, it comes back to that like what we started with uh understanding your values and and where do you really draw the line uh when those when those values come in conflict with each other um but uh, speaking of uh, cultures and and successful cultures what have been uh, maybe one or two of the best teams or coaches that you've seen continually display a high level of player leadership or, or they really have great captains on their teams year in and year out? And is there anything specific that you see them doing that really promotes uh, the, the leadership, the level of leadership on their teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely say our men's lacrosse program here at Duke they uh they have a really strong culture that they they care about each other and they really take pride in doing the little things well and uh uh the coaches actually spend time with those leaders trying to help them develop it and uh they're they're continually you know challenging them but educating them and helping them grow as leaders and I think that I think it's made a difference for that program. Um, I would also say our our field hockey team, our women's field hockey team, they um, have had a model where they 
distribute the leadership among among many and uh, helping develop those kids from an early place where they have different responsibilities. And um, But in both of those situations, the coaches are very intentional and don't just assume just because you're uh, in a leadership position that now you're, you know how to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And is that, when you say that coaches are, are intentional about uh, developing the leadership on their teams and developing their captains, is that uh, their attitude and in, in encouraging them to come seek resources like yourself and, and the rest of your department, or are there other things that, that you do? Yeah, they, well, they, but they, yes, that, and they also um, meet with them and uh, talk with them, and they they really um, are very intentional on in what type of of um, culture that they want to have, and that. They put a lot of responsibility on the uh, the captains to help drive that culture, but they support them and they uh, work to develop them. So, you know, again, I just think that's really important to be willing to do that. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest piece, and it's been a theme in in a few of my other conversations that the the teams that have always shown the most leadership with their players. And obviously, both those programs you just mentioned have had tremendous success on the field in the last decade or so, both of them. Um, those teams, those coaches and those programs, they give captains, I don't want to say more leeway, but they give them a lot more responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. they, they let them kind of drive the ship in terms of the culture and and the team values and, and kind of what they want to accomplish and whether that be uh, goal setting or, or even I've seen some teams with, with really high sports IQ captains that get super involved in, in strategy and scouting and, and kind of the X's and O's piece as well as the, the culture and kind of what goes on off the field as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On, on top of the, the teams that you've seen that have done really well, um, who are maybe one or two of the best team captains you've worked with or, or experienced firsthand and, and what kind of made them so successful in your mind? Yeah, well, the first one I always think about is a, is a, is a girl who uh, played women's lacrosse here and is now, you know, is a mom and working in New York city and uh, married one of our men's lacrosse players, but named Abigail Meyer. And she, interestingly enough, uh, is one of the best captains that I've ever been around, but, and had the chance to work with, but actually uh, didn't, didn't play much. And that's mm-hmm. a real challenge for people. Uh, I spent a lot of time with uh, people in those kinds of situations, really trying to help them, develop and help them continue to play a positive role on their team, even though they're not getting to, to, you know, to play that role that they want. Another guy, Greg Paulus, who played basketball for us, he is uh, now a college basketball coach, but, you know, he was a, uh, he started as a sophomore and started as a junior and started as a senior and was a captain. And then, got beaten out by a kid who was a sophomore at the time and mm-hmm. um, just really, really publicly handled that 
in, in an incredible way and was still a, a valuable leader on that team. And so, you know, it would be easy for me to find some kids who were, you know, the best athletes and, you know, they led by example and those kinds of things. But, but what I have so much respect for is those people that, that, you know, they were the stars in high school and they um, could go most any places and, and probably, you know, get a lot of playing time and all that, but are able to put their egos aside and be willing to do what's best for the team and still be considered to be a leader and respected by their teammates because of their attitude and their effort and the impact that they're having in that program. Yeah, and that has been, I will say again, a constant theme and, and recurring um, example has been those captains that ne not necessarily played very much and, and maybe not even not necessarily played that much, but aren't even a star on the team. And, and like you said, your first example, she wasn't even someone that played much. Um, right. I, I, from my own experience at, at West Point on the lacrosse team, um, I, I would say there almost always was one of our three captains was, was a guy that didn't get a lot of playing time. And I want to say more times than not, that captain was the most influential or had the greatest impact for me personally. And I know a lot of my teammates uh, agree with me on that one. Um, and, and I think it speaks volumes to uh, another one of our tenants again at the captain's coaches is uh, leadership as a service and, and going back to that, that servant leadership and, and putting the team before yourself and just, it, it, it really reflects your culture when you can have someone on your team who doesn't play that has been voted or, or, or picked to be the leader of your team because it, it just says so much more about what they do off the field because they're obviously not doing much on the field. And right. it really reflects the culture that your, your team values what's going on off the field just as much as they do what's going on the field. Because like you said, again, um, culture will, will beat out strategy any day of the week, um, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't agree with you more. So I think those are two, two great examples and, and those will continue to be. And, and also um, Carla Overbeck, who you mentioned, I, I think the, the book, uh, if I'm right, the, the book that she's mentioned in is the, the captain class by Sam Walker mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. almost all the captains that he does a, does a piece on her mentions and the teams that they're a part of. Uh, I would think like about 75% of those, those individuals were not the stars of their teams. Right. Yeah. And that was a, right. a very yeah. common theme. Yeah. Carla, Carla was not the, you know, it was, it was about Brandy Chastain and, yeah. Yeah, and, and Mia, Hamm. Uh, Mia Hamm and those guys. And, you know, but she was the one that was, you know, would get the yeah. luggage off of the, the yeah, bus. The, the water cooler carrier. Yeah. 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 The yeah. linchpin. Um, it's right. actually a, a, a piece college across does every year. Um, one of the magazines does a, does a piece called the, the glue guy. Um, mm -hmm. And it's exactly that. It's that, that grinder or the, or the, for the unsung hero award. It's why teams have those because they are so important um, to the culture and, and what you're doing off the field. And I think that mm -hmm. it's, it, it's just an, another uh, testament that, you and all your experiences at Duke and the great captains you've seen and the great, the teams and the talent that you mentioned, um, two names that didn't necessarily see that, that on the field fame. Um, but uh, to, to follow on that, the great teams you've been, been around, I, I'm sure there's been plenty of times 
that uh, one of your players or, or teams have gone through adversity, whether that be one distinct instant or or uh, over a stretch of time? And if if you could think of a time when someone or one of your teams went through that and what their team captains did um, to kind of lead the, the program through that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think about, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, it's been a while now, obviously, but in 2006, our men's lacrosse program went mm -hmm. through a really tough situation yep. where um, the head coach lost his job and the captains of the team um, actually made a, you know, they, they kind of screwed up and they, they um, had a party at their house and mm -hmm. um, they hired some, some women and to come and dance and stuff. And they, um, you know, they were falsely accused. Three of our guys were falsely accused of things and it was kind of a perfect storm, but the head coach lost his job and, um, and a new coach came in and there's our current coach now. And, but the the it wasn't necessarily the, uh, the certainly the the kids that that uh, they were all given a choice that they could transfer um, mm -hmm. after after this because they were talking about doing away with the program they were talking about eliminating it and but going forward from that that group that was left over after that and those leaders that were uh, part of that really set the foundation for this program going coming forward they've won three national championships since mm -hmm. uh, it was real adversity i mean they you know it was really really challenging for those guys but the kids that were the leaders of that program going forward uh did an incredible job with that and uh, that's always one that i think about um where they really had to overcome some significant adversity and get the program the culture going in a different direction yeah and that's the one that always comes to mind um just being a lacrosse player and a college lacrosse player and mm -hmm. and being old enough to remember when that was going on real time right and now there's a, a great 30 for 30 on on the whole situation and and there are definitely some pieces in there that you can see um even while the the conflict was kind of going on the the leadership from the players um, the way they handle themselves throughout the whole ordeal. And then, like you said, the, the, what was left over, um, after the dust kind of settled and everything kind of worked out, um, uh, what was left, those players in the program and kind of, like you said, that, that culture change, um, and maybe, maybe not necessarily a culture change, but just to, to create the bedrock and the foundation for the success they've had in the past decade, it's just been, unbelievable to to see where where the program almost uh, became non-existent to being you know one of the top three four five teams every year year in and year out um mm -hmm. volumes to the, the leadership on that team right um so right. don't want to take up uh too much more of your time uh doc but to to kind of wrap things up conceptually uh, towards the end of this this interview what would you say that your definition of leadership is oh boy wow that's a yeah that's a that, that's tough because if we pulled 100 people they'd all have different definitions yeah. of what 
leadership is. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, some form of what Robert Kaplan, who's a, a Harvard business professor and leadership expert, he, he talks a lot about this idea that, you know, do you know what you, do you know what you believe? Can you act on what you believe? And does it have an impact on others? And mm. how does it impact others? And um, you got to know what you believe and you have to have the courage and the ability to act on that. I think um, we all, I think most all of us have the potential to be leaders. Mm-hmm. We all probably shouldn't be leaders, uh, but, uh, but we all um, have the, the, many of us lack the courage mm-hmm. to be leaders just because we know what's the right thing to do or we know what we believe, but we struggle with having the courage for lots of different reasons. But, but can you act on what you believe and does it have a positive impact on, are you having a positive impact on others <laughs> based on that? So. I've always kind of liked that and kind of a pretty succinct way to, to do that, to, to think about that. Yeah. I really like that, that concept, that definition. Um, definitely one of the more unique and new perspectives I, I've heard. And like you said, you pull a hundred people, uh, you get a hundred different answers. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love this question so much because you really make people yeah. think about what it comes mm-hmm. down to and, and what the crux of it is. And I love the, the piece about courage. Um, I think it's, there's a quote out there and I'm going to butcher it and I don't even know who it's by, but uh, basically it's, it's that courage is the first of all virtues because without it, none of your other virtues matter because you can't act on those virtues. Um, Courage courage is what allows you to kind of manifest the rest of those virtues. And without it, um, no one knows what your virtues are because you've never been able to act on them. So I think that's a huge, huge piece. Um, and I, and I like that leadership begins with yourself and, and understanding what your values are. And, and like you said, understanding what your values are, being able to act on them and, and impact people in a positive way. I love it. Um, to go along with that, um, what do you think the, the biggest responsibilities or uh, the biggest responsibilities that team captains are, or maybe um, some characteristics or, or traits that you think make a great captain? Yeah. Well, again, the, you know, the classic, you have to, you have to lead by example and Mm -hmm. that that looks and and goes in lots of different, there's a lot of things that go under that, right? Both on and off the field, so to speak. And as cliche as it might sound, I think that's really important. And I think uh, many people would, when in my experience will say, you know, they prefer to be a leader by example, but you also, you also have to be a vocal leader and, being a vocal leader doesn't mean that you're the rah-rah person mm-hmm. in front of the team pumping them up all the time or always speaking in the huddle. You can mm-hmm. be a vocal leader in very subtle ways where yep. you're encouraging the kid next to you in a, in a, in a conditioning drill or you can uh, see a kid who's a sophomore on your team and you're a senior and as you're walking out to the car uh, after practice and you know that kid works hard every day but never gets to play, and you just walk by them and say, "Hey, I respect how hard you work. Keep it up. You're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's you're you're having an impact on us." Mm-hmm. Um, that nobody has to see that, but that's being a vocal leader. And so you got to be willing to to challenge uh, your teammates, but you also have to be willing to encourage them. Uh, and you can do that in a way that that you don't have to do it in front of everybody. That's such a such a great piece of advice for for leaders out there and anyone who who may have a quieter personality. 
right. I really right. appreciate that, that that piece of insight. You do not have to be the one that stands up in front of everyone and gives a, a crazy motivational speech. That's great if you can. Um, right. But right. I think even sometimes it even has a bigger impact when you do it when no one's looking and and you have those mm-hmm. one-on-one conversations. Back to the the captain class, that was one of the things he talked about with with Tim Duncan was. You know, people thought, oh, he doesn't fit the mold because he's not a vocal leader. But it was when they go back and, and you look at what he does during every timeout or TV break, how he just subtly goes up to everybody around the bench and, and, and you know, either, you know, puts a hand on the shoulder or, you know, just gets close to him and, and, and gives him a word of encouragement. Right. The person cracks right. a smile on their face and just the, the, the impact, it, it's still there. It, it's not a, it's not a, when people say vocal, it's not how loud you can be. It's just how often you're, you're communicating and how you communicate. And it doesn't even have to be verbal, really. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, that just going out of your way and, and making sure people know that, that you care about them and, and you can motivate your teammates, um, whether that be in a group setting or, or individually. Right. So, yeah. Um, do you have uh, any other advice for, for coaches or players out there that are looking to develop leaders on their team or, or develop their own leadership skills? Yeah, well, I would just, so for those coaches, I mean, that you absolutely have to be intentional and you have to take it on. Uh, I hear coaches all the time complain, we just can't find good leaders. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's your job. Mm-hmm. Part of your job is to develop those. To grow. So you develop all the other, you know, the, the, the other skills that you're trying to develop. It's your responsibility to work to develop that. And, a lot of coaches, I think, don't because they don't know how or it's not in their wheelhouse or uh, they sort of feel like you either have it or you don't. But mm-hmm. uh, the reality is, is that you, you, you got to work to develop those things. And I think, you know, uh, as, a, as a captain, you know, what, what a great honor. But, you, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that go with it, a lot of responsibilities that go with it. And you just want to embrace those and. I think it's important to, as I, as I talked about earlier, that that um, you've got to decide what your values are. And can you have the courage to live by those, and just understand that you can develop your empathy skills, and that you just need to remember that everyone has a story, and we all have things that we're going through and challenges that we have. So if a kid is is distracted more, if a kid seems like they're struggling with something rather than yelling at them right away, why don't you say, hey, is everything okay? You seem like you're a little off. Things don't seem quite right with you where your effort hasn't been where it usually is. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are, are you okay? That's, that's demonstrating empathy as opposed to yeah. yelling at them, so to speak. Yeah, it's finding that balance between accountability and empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I really like that, that first piece of advice you have for, cap, or for, for coaches trying to find leaders um, yeah, if you don't have a, a good shooter on your team, you don't just say, Dope, well, I guess we're not going to shoot the ball. Like, that's right. You're going you're to intentionally right. develop those shooting skills and go back to the fundamentals, and, and that's something you got to do with leadership as well. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a skill that is developed over time. And, and yeah, if you're lucky enough to have a, a kid walk into your, your gym or onto your team on the field that, you know, their parents and their environment growing up has, has developed those already – you know, and they're already 75% way there, great. But um, especially at the high school level, you're not always going to find that. So um, that's right. Definitely that's right. just one more piece that you got to stress as a coach. Um, 
And like you said, you have to be intentional just like you'd be in, intentional with anything else. Um, thanks again uh, for, for coming on the show, Doc. I really appreciate sure. it. And uh, if anyone wants to, to, to find out more about you, I know they can go to excellenceinperformance.com. In, excellence in uh, they can check out all your books and, and some of your video series that you do there. Obviously, they can find out more about you on, on Duke's website. Is there anywhere else that, uh, that, that fans or listeners out there can, can find out more about you or what you do? Yeah, no, those are, those are definitely the, the best two places. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the way to go. All right. Awesome. I'll, I'll definitely put a link to those in the, in the show notes as well. Um, but, but thanks again, Dr. Dale. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.